And I, I just think wine is just more leaning into sort of better and better things and the things that I love and, you know, just doing what is best for me and best for the planet sort of every day and just remembering all the good things every day, you know, that whole sort of beautiful state thing. These are the stories of average people who have massively changed their lives from a Tony Robbins event. Welcome to episode 20 of the Tony Robbins Impact Podcast, and today I'm with Julie Schooler, author of eight books, and I had a beautiful chat with her about her experiences at UPW and Date with Destiny over the past few years, and how that helped her bring more joy into her life and also inspired her to get moving with book writing and one of the things that many people put off their whole lives due to the difficulty. Julie's managed to literally go from procrastination to finishing her eighth book very recently and she shares a bit more about that in in this interview and just everyone listening who's considering going to Date With Destiny next year on the Gold Coast, there is a two for one at the moment and with that you also get a f- two free Unleash the Power Within tickets, so it's essentially four tickets in total and that deal finishes tomorrow which is Friday the 14th of June and if you're listening after that, obviously it's not relevant but there is a link in the episode show notes for for that event and yeah that'll be finishing at 6 p.m australian time and yeah thank you so much for listening every week leave a review if you get a chance and enjoy the episode julie schooler thank you so much for coming on the podcast thanks cameron it's it's a real honor to be here <laughs> so just uh, would you be able to share a little bit about yourself, uh, a bit about your background and, and well, we know you're from New Zealand now, but uh, what some of the key moments, I guess, that led you to personal development and uh, eventually Tony Robbins? Sure. Uh, I feel like I've been doing personal development for a long time now, like, and I... Um, I just heard about Tony Robbins, I think, you know, 20 years ago, and he was on infomercials, and and he was, um, and I bought all his CDs off infomercials, uh, so that's taking me back. But uh, and then I've just been listening to him over the years, and uh, and been doing personal development courses over the years, and then um, I had a few life changes in. 2015 uh, when I was pregnant with my second child and I um, I lost my job and I um, went from being an accountant to trying to work out what I was going to do with my life um, and decided I would write a book and now um, four years later I've written seven books so um, and I, I really think Tony Robbins has helped with some of that journey in 2016, I went to UPW Sydney, um, and so um, 
uh, that was part of uh, the whole what's happened with the book writing and things like that. Yeah, congratulations on 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 so many books from from an accountant to deciding <laughs> to write a book to what was it seven books? Yes, and I've actually uh, literally yesterday I, I uh, finished my eighth book um, and just sent it out to my beta readers um, to check for spelling mistakes. My beta readers meaning uh, friends of kind of big to take a look at it and see if I've got spelling mistakes in it my husband loves finding spelling mistakes in my books so um (laughs) (laughs) it's his pastime yeah (laughs) he always has to go oh it's a great book and you've done you've got this grammar thing wrong or whatever (laughs) but uh yes so I'm really excited and hopefully uh we're in May 2019 so um hopefully by the end of this May it will be out on Amazon and this is how quick you can launch books these days so I get really excited about this that's that's incredible so uh going back to I guess like you said many years ago uh you heard about Tony Robbins and Bordy's tapes and stuff what I guess what kept you interested in his work and, uh, you know, because there's so many great leaders in that, in that field and, uh, you know, you can go from one to the other, but what, what sort of kept bringing you back to Tony's work and eventually going to unleash the power within? I, do, I think Tony's always been, always been there. Like I, after I bought his CDs, like eventually I think when iPods came along and stuff, I, downloaded them onto iPod and then um, and so I've been listening to his CDs over and over for years and years and then I and I'm really into goal setting of course because that's part of what Tony teaches and I had a long-term goal of going see Tony live and uh, in 2016 I decided to do 40 40 things for my bucket list Um, so I decided there'll be I, I wrote down 40 things um, that I was going to do in one year to celebrate my for, being 40 years on the planet. And um, one of them, and the most expensive one, was uh, flying all the way to Sydney to uh, go to UPW. Um, and and so that was just awesome. It was sort of a culmination of everything that Tony has taught me and being actually um, um, in live with Tony. And the only thing I didn't like is that it wasn't enough Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's addictive. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that was 2016, and and um, I really wanted to go date with Destiny because I'd I'd seen I'm Not Your Guru, and um, and so I made it happen in 2018, May 2018. So exactly one year ago. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive, by the way. 40 things off your bucket list in a year. Yeah, it was awesome. And yeah, that must have been a fun year. So, how was UPW? Uh, you know, there's something really magical about. You know, you can learn things off YouTube and, and tapes and stuff, but there's a, there's a magic in the in the room in those events. How did you feel and what were some of the major things that you got out of that initial live seminar? Yeah, I, I think it just cemented all the knowledge that I'd sort of been absorbing from Tony over the years. And, like, just having him there live is just uh, – uh, if you haven't gone, like, just go, if, if you want to go. I don't recommend it to everyone, like, you know. Um, but if it's something you're thinking about, especially UVW is a very accessible price point, I think, for a lot of people. You know, you can save some money and, and go a 1000 bucks. Um, 
but I just loved all his teachings on beautiful state versus suffering state. And I and over the years, I'd read heaps on the six human needs. I learned a lot about the need for certainty being a primary need for many people. And most people actually want a need for love and contribution. One of the main things I got out of UPW was he actually got a raising a raised hands and he and he said, How many of you, you're if you're truthful with yourself, your primary need is certainty. And like seventy or eighty percent of the hands in the room went up. And he said, How many of you would rather have your primary need being love and love and connection? And everybody's hands went up and it was just like like that kind of cementing of of, of kind of knowledge into wisdom was uh, yeah it was like uh, UPW was pretty amazing I keep I keep saying oh it's not as good as date with destiny but <laughs> I forget I forget how great it is <laughs> yeah for sure that's just such a powerful example of how we can get in our own way, I think, because certainty, that need for certainty, we clearly none of us want that. We 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 clearly would want more than just doing things or drinking things or eating things or doing certain actions to feel a certain uh, well, certainty. It's just so, so interesting, and that's why I I really am passionate about doing these interviews because bringing Tony's work to a bigger audience and getting people to his seminars I feel is very important because we can we can transform ourselves in those four days I believe it's it's almost like 10 years of therapy because <laughs> you you deal with those like you real it just brings you into realization that uh, some of the things you're doing aren't really serving you very well yeah exactly i mean if, if you just went away with one thing, like living in a more beautiful state more often, if you um, – the 90-second rule of, of, of sort of gracefully letting negative emotions go. Um, oh, there's oh, – I, I had a whole list of things that I could talk about from UPW. Um, yeah, uh, oh, just – changing your state prime time like ah oh, yeah just so many yeah. things you can learn. so many things but you've been to date with destiny so yes that's probably more <laughs> clear in your mind so yeah that was, I, yeah sorry that was what that was that was last year yeah yeah so a year ago and so so what happened was upw 2016 and i came home kind of raving about it and and my my youngest my younger sister finally went, oh, sick of you talking about this. And oh, she's kind of going on her own journey. And, and then her husband's like, let's just go. Let's just go next year. And she's like, ah. So her and her husband went 2017. And then they're like, we love Tony. And we're, <laughs> going date, we're going to date with Destiny. And I was like, ooh, I could go to date with De You know, we could, you know, I can go to date with Destiny now. And then we can stay in the same place and, you know, you know, sheer costs like that. And, and just it's really nice having a close person there you can talk to afterwards because um I don't know if people know but in date was destiny on the first day you can sit with people you know but after that you get split up and so we'd get back to our room at like you know one or two in the morning or whenever we finished and always be like oh, what did you learn today and who did you hug and yeah <laughs> so we spent another two hours like debriefing before we could go to sleep <laughs> so you literally got no sleep 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get less sleep at home with kids, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's wonderful. So yeah. what what uh, that's that's more that's a more recent event. So let's talk about that. What what were some of the big things uh, coming out of that event? I know you told me earlier that uh, you got an idea for a book. That was uh, one of the big things. But uh, what what else were the, some of the big breakthroughs from Date with Destiny? Yeah, I, I wrote my book about, um, it was called Find Your Purpose in 15 Minutes. I wrote it after going to Date with Destiny. And um, that was just kind of me. <laughs> And it's a very good system and everyone loves it and they actually do find their purpose. But it was a kind of a little bit of me going, well, it took us six days at Date with Destiny to find our purpose. I think I can do it quicker. So, um, yeah. So, I love and also, that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I just don't, I don't want people not doing something they love in the world or something that helps them grow just because they say they haven't found their purpose. I want people to find their purpose and move on or not find their purpose, but just lean into something they really like doing that helps them grow or helps the world. That's all people need to do. Anyway, that's my little rant, 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 rant. I was, I was just um, listening to your last podcast interview that um, was just been released and you're talking to Annie I think her name was and and she kind of had a little epiphany about her epiphany at Date with Destiny and I feel like I did the same thing at Date with Destiny I really allowed myself to feel fun and energy and and um, joy and and I realized I just I've been doing and it's that whole beautiful state thing again but I realized I've been doing doing life without without incorporating a whole lot of fun and energy um, and and the joyfulness. And I kind of termed a, a fun, love and energy a combination. I kind of termed that sparkle and I kind of had this inkling about sparkle. And we had to do this thing with power virtues and deciding our power virtues, which was kind of like emotions or values, so like courage or joy or something. And I just one of mine was sparkle, which made no sense. And when I was actually doing it with a partner, they're like, sparkle, what does that mean? And anyway, um, and then what? Well, we're a year later and I've just finished writing my eighth book. And my eighth book is called Rediscover Your Sparkle. So this is wow. all from Date with Destiny. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So that came up in a in an activity mm. and you don't know where it came from. No, it's it's just everything's so deep at date with Destiny and sort of all mixed together and then it's two o'clock in the morning <laughs> your dance party and <laughs> yeah so when did your when did your epiphany about your epiphany come just recently just as you yeah, were just yeah just today after I was listening to your the podcast that you just released the podcast that yeah. you released and I was like ah oh, this is where the dots are connecting even better so this is why it's called personal development and not personal we're at the top of the mountain because there's things are connecting all the time. And even when I'm writing my books, like things, my books are, are all but one and nonfiction, mostly personal development. Um, and, and I'm finding patterns and connections while I'm writing them. It's amazing. I feel like uh, personal development is like, yeah, laying its layers because sometimes you – get to a point in your life you realize you're taking actions in certain ways that uh oh sorry um you realize you're taking actions in certain ways that you wouldn't have in the past and it's this gradual 
it's like a gradual build-up of these little things you've heard, little things you've learned, little breakthroughs you've had, and all of a sudden you re- you, you have a moment when you realise, oh, my life's completely different now. Mm. And mm. Uh, it takes a lot of work. Like it's, it's like a muscle. Um, you've got to keep reading and, and going to events. And I think it sounds like Date with Destiny – was it was a huge one for you mm. and I love that book it's like almost like no Tony it's not six days <laughs> we don't need to not sleep and not eat and <laughs> jump around for six days we can do it in 15 minutes so it was that was that the inspiration uh yeah it was a kind of <laughs> well it's a bit mean it's a bit mean about everything but uh <laughs> I just I just there's not everybody is going to go to date with Disney, are they? I mean, um, there was 2,000 people in the world. That's very uh, 2,000 people there last year. So that's a very small percentage of people that are, are going to be fortunate enough to get to date with Disney. Uh, so I don't w- want people to think that they have to, they have to go to a seminar to discover their purpose. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so what what are what are some of uh you you've been working in the uh working on personal development for quite a while now what are some of what are some of the key things that uh i guess or tools and strategies that tony's given you that uh other people can't like i guess even if it's just the energy that you can feel from his events or are there certain certain learnings that you've you've gotten over the years that are specific to his work Oh, so many. <laughs> there's a there's a couple of th- couple of key takeaways from date with Destiny. One um, uh, one was related to that whole you know living more joyfully. He talks about making up your own rules for joy, which is something that I've sort of been reading about um, in other books as well about deciding to be more playful just in general in life. And um, he he has a story about how he used to hate golf, and I don't know if you've heard him talk about this story. He might have it in one of his YouTube videos. And um, and he'd go and he'd have to follow the rules, and he hated putting and all this. And then and then one day he was like, "Why don't we just do what I want to do on a golf course, which is just smash the ball around with a few friends?" And then he just has a great time playing golf. And I was like, "Well, we can just make up our own rules." for having fun and, and, and living joyfully. We don't have to follow like some sort of cultural construct. So for example, this year, like I worked out, I love reading fiction. I love reading novels, but I don't allow myself to do it. Like it's some sort of indulgence that I don't allow myself to do anymore. Um, but cause I've got kids and somehow, why would I not let myself do the one thing I really love to do? It makes no sense. Yeah. Do the one thing you think is an, an indulgence. Mm. Uh, that you feel like you, it was a childhood thing or you don't have time for anymore, do that one thing because it really does light you up. Uh, so that was a real positive thing. Um, one thing he does talk about um, is that it would help me understand some other people's behaviour and possibly my own behaviour is that people will go back to their emotional home, um, even if their emotional home is painful. Uh, and that really helped me understand um, some some close people in my life. So that's mm. not as a fun one, but uh, mm. that just might help 
people. And just thirdly, just going back to what you said, like for me, uh, personal development is kind of an iteration, 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 you know, like small, small changes over the years and suddenly my life looks completely different. And I know your podcast is a lot about um, massive transformation and some of your guests have just had massive transformations. And and I, I just think mine is just more leaning into sort of better and better things and things that I love and, you know, just doing what is best for me and best for the planet sort of every day and just remembering all the good things every day, you know, that whole sort of beautiful state thing. Mm. It's, it's magical to hear that. And um, totally like everyone, everyone has a different experience as well at these events that you go in there either with intense uh, trauma or, you might just go in there and you you realise the 10 things that you didn't even know were there. Like it's just such an incredible thing for people mm-hmm. to do because sometimes you don't even know what's about to come up and um, even like what you've just said about our emotional home, uh, it's, a, it's a tricky one because we do always go back there. I've noticed it in myself recently. And, uh, yeah, so what what was it for you? Did you find more compassion for others? Mm. Like you said, it was more about not necessarily about yourself, but you, you realised the emotional home of some other people in your life. Mm. It, was probably, it was probably me as well. <laughs> probably need to work on that a little bit more. But, it, yeah, at least I, yeah, I think it's just upping that compassion, knowing, knowing that people have certain habits and patterns that they just, uh, they don't have much awareness of. I really like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Tony's work is just about awareness, about knowing these things. No one teaches you these things ever. Like, where do you learn all this stuff? Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah. Um, it's just the way he teaches it as well. Yeah, <laughs> you you can't not learn in that in that uh in that space. It's uh... yeah. <laughs> and I know some people are very resistant to it and and call it brainwashing and um. And, and Tony knows all this. And he said, oh, some people's brains need washing. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that story about golf, by the way. I've, I've heard that now when he plays golf, he just chooses the, his favourite holes. It's like, I like these four holes, so I'll play these four holes and that's it. Yeah. See, that's awesome. There's, what, there's no why? rules. Yeah. Yeah, like why? It's, it's true, though. I love what you said about choosing joy and choosing – and creating a life on your terms where you can live joyfully and choose the things that mean joy to you because it's true, like, some society sometimes creates this environment where we feel like we have to do something or we – and then we're, like, pushing ourselves to do this thing that we don't even enjoy. So I, I, I just really love what you've just said about choosing joy yeah. And uh, sometimes it's as simple as writing writing down a few things that really bring us massive joy, I guess. Yeah, I go to an, into my um, – I talk about it in my new, newest book, the Rediscover Your Sparkle book, and I realised part of it is I kind of just had forgotten or or just denied what I even liked doing. Like really – like I think when you, we grow up and we, we think we like doing something because everyone else likes doing it, like – you know, like watching live sport or something, which I realised I just don't like doing. Um, 
and just accepting that and then actually just doing something I really like doing. Like I've worked out, I absolutely love going to the cinema. I love going, like everyone's like, oh, it's so expensive to go to actually out to the movies, to a film and stuff. Um, just wait, wait till it comes out on TV or whatever. And it's like, I love going out to a film with a f- couple of friends and we catch up and we, you know, and, and it's like, well, wh- why am I not doing that? You know, mm. I could do it a couple of times a year. It doesn't cost that much money. And it just brings me so much joy. Like, ah. That's so yeah. wonderful. I love it. <laughs> and and obviously writing brings you joy. You've been yeah. writing like it's going out of fashion. Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, I love writing and I love finishing the book the best. <laughs> Yeah. And I hear you're writing something. Yes, I'm working on a few things. I'll uh, I'll be sharing that in good time. <laughs> I might need some help with that. Yes. The sounds of it. If you've got any questions, uh, I I do send people a little spiel now. People seem to ask me all the time. And literally, you know, four years ago, I knew zero. I knew zero about any of this. So if um if you're if you like to do something, if you think you like doing something, then you'll just drink from the fire hose and just learn a ton of ton of information. And and every I yeah everything I've learned has has just been so much fun. And 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 of course it's been hard at times. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, hardest, <laughs> the hardest book I wrote was my children's picture book, which I thought would be the easiest book. <laughs> <laughs> Complicated. Yes, yeah, I didn't actually realise that, you know, you need some rhythm and um, finding an illustrator and learning about colour densities and things, yeah, uh, you know, but still, I mean, it's part of what Tony says as well, is like anything, you know, I, I, I think, okay, so I'll go back a little bit, I think people think that being happy is easy, but being happy is really hard, um, but being, it's worthwhile, you know, it doesn't mean it's, it's – because something's easy, it doesn't mean it's good necessarily. Mm. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Uh, but and, and and he also talks about, like, essentially the key to life is making progress because when you're pr- making progress, you're growing. And as humans, we need to grow. That's uh, that's basically all it comes down to. And and it leads – that leads to happiness. And it's not easy. And that, that's why a lot of people are unhappy because you have to, like with your book writing, I bet at the start it was probably a very challenging new skill to to, to get. But uh, and I, I assume now it's a lot easier. Maybe not. Yeah, it has its challenges every time. But <laughs> I've learnt to. Um, Trust more in the creative process, which I had no idea about. Uh, so um, I trust that it is going to be hard for a little while, and I, and it and it's, it's for me it's a sort of hard right at the beginning because I'm not sure exactly what my point is. Then it's hard right in the middle when you can't see an end. But I now I've been through it a few times. I know that hard, that difficult bit comes up every time. So now I'm like, oh, I'm just going through that part of the creative process. Mm. Um, and I've forgotten what your actual question point was. <laughs> progress, progress is Oh, uh, yes, yes. I mean, uh, the first book I wrote was on potty training, which is not the most exciting topic. Um, it's still my best-selling book, uh, by the way. Um, but, yeah, I've learned not to – I've learned 
to sort of lean into actually calling myself an author sometimes even which is quite amazing but like I I'm, don't have as an impost, imposter syndrome as much anymore but I did with my first book and I even stopped writing it halfway through because I thought I don't know enough I don't know enough and I wrote and I read eight more books on potty training no one in the face of the earth has ever read eight books on potty training no one <laughs> should read eight books on potty training it's confusing and horrible don't ever do it <laughs> I've done it for you now <laughs> but you had to but I had to and then I went man my book is already better than most of these like you know humble brag but um and then yeah I just I did a few tweaks and then I was like wow you know I can put my book out there so yeah I, I love I how want, you've owned it I just want people to not 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 do something creative because they don't think it's good enough put it out there and, and test it and see whether the world thinks it's good enough mm. that's a that's a some great advice and uh, I'd love to uh, share with everyone where they can see your books or, or uh, see your work. Yes, yeah, so um, you can find me at julieschooler.com. So school is like school with an ER. And I'm on Julie Schooler on all the socials. My books are on all good online bookstores like Amazon and Apple Books and Kobo, and that's the ebook. And the print books um, are available on some of those places, and um, some of them are available here in the library. And uh, hopefully, maybe one day I'll get them into. Well, I think even some bookstores somewhere if you if you ask for them. So I'm I'm, I'm spreading them out to the world. <laughs> that's amazing. I love your work. I mean, uh, it's. It's like you made that decision several years ago that you were just going to start writing. And I think that's the lesson for me here, listening to your story, is sometimes we can second-guess ourselves. And and I know in the past with so many things I've had ideas for stuff and I, I didn't do it because I, I was thinking about was it perfect or was it good or was it the right thing to do and just – just leaning into that a bit and and now a few years later you've you're you're about to put out your eighth book which is just incredible so uh as tony says and you hear you did so you you know you really got to think not think you know just do just do it absolutely go from your heart yeah 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 very cool thank you thank you for for sharing your story (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> no thank you I'm just I'm just uh, a bit fangirling and I'm quite honored to be here so yes <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a pleasure to talk to you and look for everyone listening I'll leave some uh, links to your books and the titles in the episode show notes and uh, a link to your website as well oh thank you so, so much that's fine so I'll uh, get on to my final question which I I love to ask everyone who comes on the podcast which is if you had to leave this world and you're sharing your final moments with your loved ones what piece of advice guidance or quote would you share with them I've got something on my wall and I'm not even sure who it's from or for it's particular probably Mark Twain because everything's from Mark Twain and it's uh it says love is always the answer even if we don't want it to be the answer 
That's beautiful. Short and very, very uh, sensible, I think. <laughs> Love. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for joining me. Thanks, Cameron. <laughs>